This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with somebody who's a great teacher and educator and leader. We get to visit today with Lori Bedke, and, and, and Lori's had this fascinating career. She, she heads up currently the Director of Healthcare Leadership Programs, also Assistant Dean of Physician Leadership Education at Creighton University. She's also authored a new book and hosts a podcast. We're going to talk about a number of those things and, and what she's most focused on today and a lot more. Lori, why don't you start off by introducing yourself and, and telling us about the new book that you authored as well. Uh, well, thank you so much, Scott, for that kind introduction and for this opportunity to chat. Uh, as you mentioned, I am a faculty member at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, it is such a delight to be an educator. I'm a program director of an executive MBA in healthcare management. Uh, I'm a longtime healthcare leader, and I just finished writing my third book. It was published by the American College of Healthcare Executives last month. It's titled Mentor, Coach, Lead to Peak Professional Performance. Tell us again the title of that book and where people could find that book so I, so I don't lose that. Absolutely. So the title of the book is Mentor, Coach, Lead to Peak Professional Performance. And uh, it is available presently, as we're recording today on March 3rd, it's available from ACHE's Health Administration Press. It's also available pre-sale or pre-order on Amazon. Uh, the drop date on Amazon is forthcoming on March 15th. So perhaps depending on the publication date of this episode, uh, it may already be available on Amazon, but uh, the listeners will be able to find it on Amazon uh, at any point also. And what motivated you to write the book? And how much energy does it take, the book, take to write the book while well, you're also doing so many other things as a leader? <laughs> Great question. It is, uh, you know, this was a topic that I was passionate about because I have been the grateful beneficiary of so many individuals that have been just so foundational in equipping me as a leader. I'm guessing you have also, Scott, and so many of your listeners probably have been incredibly blessed to have people pour into them. And also, part of leadership involves our turning around and mentoring others. And so I didn't see a lot of content available that helps us as leaders to really know how to effectively navigate that path, both in terms of making sure we understand, first and foremost, um, this book manuscript really digs into the differences between three particular roles, the role of mentorship, the role of sponsorship, and the role of coaching. And then how are they important in our lives? How do we need to be well-mentored and be well-sponsored and be well-coached throughout the course of our careers? And then also as leaders, how do we make sure that we are identifying others around us and building bench strength on our teams or um, you know, contributing to effective succession planning within our organizations through mentoring others sponsoring others and coaching them. Let me just ask you a question very quickly. And, and so you are a magnificent leader and, and bear with me on the question here. The question is this, the word sponsorship, I would say we've always, people have always talked about mentorship. They've always talked about coaching and teaching and leading and managing. Probably the last three years, the word quote unquote sponsorship became part of the lexicon of, of, teaching and leading, particularly we've heard a lot around sponsoring diverse leaders. And talk about what sponsorship means 
as opposed to mentorship, leading, coaching, teaching. What does sponsorship mean? What's a good definition of sponsorship? I mean, sponsorship sounds like one of those things you know when you see it. It's somebody really trying to help another person advance in their career, I guess, beyond just mentoring and giving ideas. But how do you define sponsorship? Because that seems to have crept into our lexicon the last few years and would love a clearer definition. Uh, yes, Scott, that's, I'm, I'm so glad that you asked that clarifying question because I do think it's really important for us to understand those nuanced and subtle differences between these three practices. They are all incredibly similar, but there are um, ways that it's important to understand their differences. And so um, just by way of definition, I'll tell you that I would define um, a sponsor as someone who has power or influence and will use it for you. Um, you compare that to a mentor who is someone who has knowledge or experience and expertise and shares it with you. I often like to say that sponsors are mentors plus. It's pretty rare that someone um, uses their power or influence for you without already knowing you and without already probably having a relationship established where they are pouring into you. They're sharing that knowledge. They're, you know, talking to you and, and, uh, but then occasionally they activate in that mentor plus role. And you're correct in that sponsors are so important to our career advancement. Mentors help us to develop, but sponsors help us to advance. And you're, you're absolutely right that that is why it's so vital that as leaders, whether we need to advance, that we are effectively surrounded by folks that can both develop us as mentors, but then activate as sponsors and help us to advance. Sponsors are those people that are in the rooms that we don't have access to. They hold those positions of power or influence, but they're able to say our name in rooms where we're not. Or occasionally, you know, they, they bang the table for us or they bang the drum for us. Um, encouraging people to believe that we have the capacity, they're aware of our potential because they've been developing or they have good line of sight to know that we're capable of something and they will endorse us. They will recommend us. And it does then um, result in our ability to move into roles uh, as we level up. And it's really vital that we are aware of this so that we can, in fact, contribute to uh, the advancement and the greater represented, uh, representation of women and individuals of underrepresented, uh, underrepresented minority categories in those advanced leadership roles and certainly at the highest levels of executive leadership and even governance in our organization. Thank you very, very much. That, that's really helpful, quite frankly. It, it reminds me of sort of the, the before it was called sponsorship, we used to call it advocating for people, advocating for mm -hmm. people. Like if you're trying to get somebody promoted who's on your team who deserves promotion, you're trying to find a new spot for somebody who's fantastic, who deserves a chance to be, to, to, to take that next step up. It, it may be a different take on the word advocacy. And I, I think it's, a, it's a, you know, and, and, and I guess it, it is a special notion where you're trying to sponsor or advocate for the disadvantaged, those that have been traditionally not, not advantaged and so forth, but advocating, sponsoring for people, you know, really looking out for those that work with you to help them advance in their careers, their pursuits, their goals, they're thriving as well. I love that. Thank you so much. Lori, talk about 2023. What are you most focused on and excited about this, this coming year? 
You know, I, I'm incredibly excited about this book. I'm incredibly excited to continue to speak and teach on this topic and help to encourage and equip other individuals. Um, I'm particularly excited about a number of the challenges that lay ahead. Uh, we have a significant need within healthcare to invest in bench strength. And as I am, you know, speaking with senior executives in healthcare and, and hearing what's keeping them up at night or chatting about their needs in their organization, um, their ability to retain effective leaders in their workforce and equip them to be able to perform at high levels, um, to be able to develop the leaders around them who will be the succession plan as we have an upcoming uh, silver tsunami, as many have referred to uh, the, the pending and, and current retirement of the, the, the significant boomer generation in our workforce. We need to make sure that we are aware of and prepared to really invest in people, developing them, helping to coach them, helping to um, be those advocates, as you mentioned. A couple of other words that I like to use, we hear the term ally very, very frequently. And I think of sponsors as advocates, as you said, they're allies, they're champions for us as we're thinking about how we level up in leadership. And I'm particularly both intimidated, I think fairly so, uh, by the challenge that is at our doorstep in healthcare leadership to make sure that we can recruit and retain uh, effective leaders and create the type of workplaces where people can flourish and thrive, but also just particularly passionate about making sure that people feel like they have the tools in their toolbox to really effectively rise up to that challenge. Thank you. We're at a time where over the last few years, hospitals couldn't find enough administrative leadership and staff. And now we're at a time where suddenly systems are laying people off or looking at how do they cut staff, downsize a little bit to try and get back to profitability, or at least back to margins working. How do you sort of coach and teach and mentor and advocate through these times, which get incredibly stressful in the, in the administrative ranks? Any thoughts on that? Wow, absolutely. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. It is it is not a rosy uh, ecosystem that we're living in right now. But I think my call to action or encouragement is that we have an opportunity um, to see this as um, a challenge to rethink and re-engineer um, and redesign how we approach healthcare. Um, there are some non-negotiables involved in that equation. We have to be mindful of, you know, clinical outcomes and keeping the patient uh, at the center of that work. And we have to more than ever be mindful of how we keep our workforce at the center of that equation. There are a lot of emerging technologies um, that we are going to have to leverage and understand um, how to be able to capitalize on technology or automation, uh, automation of processes, or just simply finding better ways to redesign the ways that we do things. It is daunting, of course, because our systems and our structures are designed for the way that we have been working. But I think for the creative uh, and the open-minded, 
leader, they are going to be um, stepping up to that process of how do I reconsider? How do I rethink? How do I re-engineer the ways that we're doing things? And then how do I tap into the talent uh, of folks and cast a vision for why that is possible and why it is critical that we do so? Lori, again, I want to thank you as always for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I find it to be a breath of fresh air to speak to you every time I get a chance to visit with you. So thank you so much for joining us. Tell the audience one more time the name of the book, and they'll be able to find it on Amazon in a couple of weeks. Again, it's being, I think, published by the ACHE, magnificent organization, American College of Healthcare Executives, one of the great organizations in the country. So God bless the ACHE for doing that. And then it'll be on Amazon in a couple of weeks. Lori, the name of the book one more time. Absolutely. Scott, thank you so much for having me today and for this opportunity to have a conversation with you and your listeners. The book is titled Mentor, Coach, Lead to Peak Professional Performance. And I hope that it is of great value and encouragement to, to everyone. Thank you very much for joining us.